Hello, my people. I have returned. I am here. Yes, Joe's not here, but I am here. This is your boy, Big Sharp. Welcome to Let's Be Real Sports. I'm excited. I'm happy today to be here. We have, of course, Sister Cheyenne, who is videoing. My sister, how are you? I have missed you. I've heard good things about you, and I, I hope it. I hope it. It. It match. You know what I'm trying to say. I hope it maturates into something bigger and better for you. All right. Um. Well, let's just get right to it with our first topic of the day, and the, and the, uh, topic and the thing of our show today, the ether. The Aaron Rodgers ether. I wish you could play the music, but I don't want to get sued. I don't want to get producer man sued. But Sister Cheyenne, before I begin, what are, what are your thoughts on what's going on in Green Bay with the whole Aaron Rodgers ether? I thank you for that, and it, it's absolutely because he's been he's been treated like shit for over ten years. Ever since he won that Super Bowl, when he had Charles Woodson there, that was the last smart thing they ever did was get him a playmaking defensive guy to help him. Like Charles Woodson controlled the defense from the from the safety from the cornerback position to the safety position, and he came in as a linebacker, blitzing linebacker, basically at times. That was their smartest thing they've ever done. Ever since then, it's been pure bullshit. I have to have to say it's been pure bullshit. They're running the fucking thing like a mom and pop shop. How the hell do you have a man who has not thrown a double-digit interceptions in 10 years? Let me say that again. I've been saying it on the blog. Please check the blog, LBR's blog. Shameless plug. I got it. I got it. But check the blog. I've, I've been saying it since then. He has not thrown double-digit interceptions in 10 years. And you draft his replacement? How can this be? Unless you really did, unless you really tell him, hey, shut up and throw the ball. It's basically what you really tell him. And a guy, like you said, of his stature, Cheyenne, he should be, he should be walking on water. Not like that, but for what he has to had to endure over his career. I I I think they, they owed him that much. That ether, that 20-minute ether was so friggin' needed. It was needed. They deserve it. They deserved it. And I loved every minute of it. I like the fact that he defended Charles Woodson, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, all these guys who are who are not treated well when he left. And that's very much true, because we all know that. We know Jordy was slow, but hell, he, he was there. He helped y'all win. Where's his respect? 
And, 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 and I love that he did that. And then going to management, when, when he has suggestions, and Aaron Rodgers has a very high football IQ, you mean to tell me, oh, you just shoo him away? Like he's a piece of garbage? I'm sorry if he's not Tom Brady with a slick back hair and all this shit. Who gives a fuck? Every one of them will. Well, he has not retired. He's coming back now. Because they sat there. He, they had to give up everything. They, they basically gave the man control of the whole goddamn team now. If he says, I want this guy, you better get him that guy or he's going to cause hell. And he can just say, listen, I want to be traded. All those concessions were on you, Green Bay. Can you try to run this thing like a mom and pop shop? Jordan Love is not even ready to play. And you try to, listen, lightning, does, lightning doesn't strike twice usually. It happened for the Colts when they got Peyton Manning and then they transitioned to Andrew Luck. Well, not really transition, but... They fired Peyton Manning because they said, yo, you're no good no more. And then he won the Super Bowl. He went, he went to two Super Bowls and won one. And then you got Andrew Luck, who they, well, basically ruined his career. And now they have an offensive line, and he's not even there. With Green Bay, you had Brett Favre. They drafted Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, they drafted Aaron Rodgers, but we saw it happen. We knew what was going to happen. And then Aaron Rodgers just took off and boom. Now... They try to do this thing again. Instead of getting a goddamn wide receiver, that draft, last year's draft, had seven first-round graded wide receivers. And they chose to choose the man's replacement. When I saw this happen, I said, you know what? He is going to wreck hell. I had Russell Wilson winning the MVP earlier on, but once he started to slide up, as they usually do, and Aaron Rodgers kept rising, and he didn't. Well, he wasn't throwing interceptions. He was hot. I'm like, he's going to win the MVP. And I said to myself, they look so dumb right now. Green Bay looks so dumb right now. How the... Right. Yeah. At least. 
He sat there and blasted the whole organization. He, and on the field, I've been speaking adamantly about what happened on the field in the NFC Championship game. And I'm going to say it again because it has to be said. Because Aaron Rodgers basically told y'all that they screwed up. How in the flying fuck do you sit there and go and kick a field goal on fourth down? When your defense and Kevin King were getting burned and toasted and torched the whole game. How? You have no nuts. Your coach had no nuts. Your coach had no nuts. And you trusted Kevin King, who is still on the team. Hey, y'all must like him. That's okay. But he cost y'all the game, basically. Aaron Rodgers threw three touchdowns. He had over 300 yards. He matched Brady. What the hell are y'all talking about? You know, Cheyenne, let me tell you something. Every fucking day, and I'm cursing a lot. I haven't been there in a while, so I'm trying to get my juices back. I'll slow it down eventually. Every goddamn day, I see people talk about, oh, Aaron Rodgers is prima donna. Aaron Rodgers is KD. Shut the hell up. The man hasn't thrown 10, 10 interceptions since his third year in the league, which is his first year starting. He's been the MVP twice. He's been, wait, he's been the MVP twice, three times now. He's won a Super Bowl. And in the, in the course of all this, you couldn't get this man weapons at the wide receiver position? Everybody keeps talking about M MVS. And everybody knows his name. Montel Valdez-Scantling. Runs a 4-3. Can't catch a fucking lick. The other wide receiver they have. I forget his name. He can't, he can't get off the press. Only Devontae Adams can get off the press. It can't work. And I love what they've done. I love what Aaron Rodgers has done. Now the team is galvanized towards him. And their thing is now, after all this is done, hey, one he says, this is the last dance. We got one year to do this. Let's make it happen. That's all, we, that's all they got left. One year to go. After that, even if I win the Super Bowl, I still might leave. It'd be, it'd be kind of crazy to leave after you win the Super Bowl. But... If he don't get to the Super Bowl, he gone. And I, it wouldn't be on him because I know he's going to play well. Now, with that being said, and let me get myself to calm down a little bit. <laughs> you know, we're going to move on to the next topic. Um, apparently, well, not apparently, what went down on the draft Thursday night with uh, the trade of Russell, one, Russell Westbrook to the Lakers, they've pulled off once again. The Lakers have once again pulled off a lopsided trade that the NBA Accepted. I'm not surprised. And I always say CP, CP3 couldn't get, get the trade to go with Kobe and Powell. We just giving LeBron everything now. Just like Charles Parker said, he wants every goddamn body. And I'm just not hating about it. I'm we literally watching it. Like, for, I, I, sh I shouldn't say for what, because he is the star of the league. 
He, he is the star of the league. We, whether we like it or not, he is the star of the league. Uh-uh. Now let me let me let me explain that right there. Giannis Antetokounmpo, Dirk Davinsky, Tim Duncan, the greatest power forward in the history of the league. Those three guys I look at because I've seen them recently sit there and be the one guy to make his whole team better. It's not just the talent. It's that can you carry your team? Can you pull your... Now, Dirk did it a different way. Dirk, Dirk wasn't a rah-rah guy. Tim wasn't a rah-rah guy. They led by example on the court. Watch what I do and follow suit. That's all you got to do. With LeBron, I don't know. Now, like I said before, in Cleveland, he didn't get what he wanted because no one was coming to Cleveland. Like, come on. I've been to Cle I've been to Middle America. Okay, I've said this many a time. Not a lot to do out there. Let's keep it real. Let's be real. But if you want to win the championship, yeah, you would go to go. You would go to LeBron, but no one was was coming there. That's why he jetted to South Beach. He jetted to South because this shit is too hard, man. I need some real help. And he got three. He had two of the top 10, 15, 20 players per se to play with him. And he won his chips. And he got his respect. No, no, no. He didn't get his respect. Because everybody says, those are, not, those are trash rings. And I say, if his rings are trash, Katie's rings are trash. You can't have, you can't be, you can't be nitpicking. You feel me? So, so, with, so with that, one player can make it happen. One player can make it happen. It takes a special type of player to make it happen. A very tiny special player. Giannis Antetokounmpo, very special. Two MVPs, Defensive Player of the Year, Most Improved Player, Finals MVP. He's already made his career already. His career is damn near set. All he has to do is keep winning, winning, winning championships, get the numbers, and who knows where he can go. So a star can do it, but it takes a special star. But also, of course, like you said, it takes a team. The team has to buy into the star. And the team bought it to yeah, They knew who, what they had. They just had to get the pieces around it to make it work. And now, what I'm saying now with L.A., in L.A.'s case, now they get Russell Westbrook. The thing is, and a lot of people are saying this, how would they coexist? And my thing is this. First and foremost, I think LeBron needs to sit down with Russell and tell him, bro, you need to get back to the mid-range game that you had in the early part of your career. It was the most deadliest thing with him and Katie. He would just feed off Katie. If Katie was hot, give it to Russ right there, mid-range in that 20-foot range, he was deadly. That's how they made it to the finals. That year in 2012 to face LeBron. He went away from that once the three-pointers started happening. Once Steph Curry came on the scene, he was jacking up threes. And I'm not lying. Go look it up. And when people finally told him, stop shooting goddamn threes because you're breaking the hell out of everything, he became this triple-double machine. Now, no one will ever question his heart his determination, because he just has it. 
But now you're asking him to be with LeBron in AD. AD's going to go to the five. I feel like they're going to play stretch. Like you have to stretch the, stretch the floor out with that type of people on the floor. Now you're asking yourself, who's going to be shooting the threes? Well, I heard Mitch McClough they signed. I know it's not a big name like that. I heard they're looking at J.J. Redick. They're looking at Melo. They're trying to get the Banana Boat crew probably back together, you know, for another, for one run. But I I think for me, the, the Lakers right now, they're still flawed because who's shooting the ball? When you drive and kick, who's going to shoot? You have to trust that these guys can make it. And the best shooter on the team right now is AD. And he's going to be playing a stretch five. I don't know if you want him shooting threes like that all the time. He's going to be good in the paint, of course. But when you stretch him out now, do you want him shooting all those threes? Because that's what you're going to have to do. Or they can go back to what they did when they won the championship in the bubble. They're going to pack that some bitch in. They're going to sit there, play bully ball all day, and pray to God that they get the foul calls. I mean, that's what, that's what I see right now. And now the question is, would that team beat the, um, the Brooklyn Nets? I say no. Because they ain't got no shooting. And I'm going to tell y'all again. When healthy, ain't nobody stopping Kyrie. And y'all know that. Russell Westbrook ain't stopping no Kyrie. LeBron ain't stopping no Kyrie. Ain't nobody stopping that man. If he stays healthy, you know, he ain't nobody stopping that man. Nobody. So for the Lakers... This is, this is a championship run, of course, but y'all don't got that type of shooting. And that's going to be the problem when, when, it ha when, when it gets to the point, if it gets to that point. Because you still got Milwaukee, you can't disrespect the champion, although Vegas has Brooklyn winning the championship next year. And then the Lakers come second, and then Milwaukee, which is great for Milwaukee anyway, because they're kind of like under the radar again, even though they're the champion. It's a crazy setup how the NBA is now, but we're going to get it. And in the end, like I always tell people, because the NBA is telling you a story, you will see Brooklyn, you will see the Lakers, it's going to happen. They, they, were fine with, they were fine with Milwaukee winning this thing, and it was a great seat. But we know what the NBA want. They want theater. They gave us the one year of, hey, you know, Milwaukee, everything's great. Watch now next year. Brooklyn and L.A. The Battle of the Exes. It's going to happen. I'm telling y'all. Y'all mark this down. Brooklyn versus L.A. I know somebody's watching. Tell Go ahead. Who's stopping Kyrie? Who? Who? Who's stopping Kyrie? That's the thing. Y'all got all these sides and everything, but you can't stop them making that back and y'all done. Because KD going to give you, KD going to, he going to give you 30 automatically. James Harden, he's going to give you a triple-double, a near, a near triple-double. And then you can't stop this man, Kyrie, from shooting. And once he get hot, you can't stop him. It's, it's not cheap. Blake, Blake ain't that good. Blake ain't that good. He, Blake, Blake gave great minutes. He gave heart. He gave, he was scrap, he was scrapping.
Cheyenne, now let me tell you something. People will tell you you're talking crazy right now. I was, I will say, the Lakers would have a shot, but the, what they're gonna have to do, I can't see them doing because somebody has to corral Kyrie, somebody has to corral KD. Someone, when all three of those guys are on, you can't stop them. And KD's big ass foot was one foot away from knocking out Giannis. Basically, he was one foot away. He had size 22. He should have been size 20. Hey, it, it, that, it happened. I, listen, I lost $100 off this shit. I was heartbroken. Okay? I, I felt bad. I felt bad for KD. Shoot. I felt bad for me. Shit. I had to give up money. But that, 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 that's why they call it betting. That's why they call it betting. So... We're going to move on from this topic now. And for our last topic is a very serious topic. Um, again, I know y'all saw Simone Biles um, withdraw from the, from her gymnastic, from the gymnastic turn, um, competitions um, due to mental, mental stress, mental distraught. Um, Cheyenne, I'll let you start because I know you wanted to talk about this yourself personally. So go ahead. And like I said, with normal, with the normal Osaka situation, it's kind of different because the French Open basically said, "No, you're not going to sit here and quit. You're going to do this, or we're, we're going to start taking things away." The WTA, I should say, they said we're going to start taking things away. Normal Osaka said, "Said, oh yeah, all right, I'm out of the French, I'm out of Wimbledon. She might be out of the U.S. Open, but those two, I just the first two I mentioned, French Wimbledon didn't do no numbers." When she was not there, they did no numbers. I didn't even know who was playing. 
I just watched SportsCenter after I said, oh, that happened? Okay. Mental health is a very serious thing. Now, people will say, oh, she didn't want to deal with the rules. She didn't want to deal. Stop it. Stop it. You don't know what's going on in that girl's mind. And then also, we're dealing with a pandemic. She, there's nobody in the stands for her to cheer her. Not to say she's loathing attention, but she wants to entertain people. She's an entertainer as well as an athlete. So she loves to entertain. You can see that already. And when your mental just goes away, you start to fade. Now, they showed something in her at practice where she was not hitting her dismounts or anything of the kind. And it kind of, it was like, it said it kind of shook her a little bit. Because now if you go out there to the competition, oh, she might do it. She might end up failing, might feel away. Well, some, some people will say, oh, she's just scared she's going to lose. That could be, but we don't know for sure. We already call her the GOAT. She done don't want all these medals already. So there's nothing for her to really prove on that juncture. It's just her mental state now is, damn, do I really want to do this right now? Can I really go through? Because they're probably testing her. They're testing them every day. They're going through that. They're going seeing cases and everything going. And I don't want to take it there, but, that, but it's part of it. Is it PD? Am I, correct me if I'm wrong. It's PDS. How do you say it again? PDSTD or something like that? Thank you. She's going through that right now. I, I think everybody's going through that during this whole thing going on right now. And it's just weighing on her. The pressure weighing on her. She has to do this commercial. She's doing commercials. And everything just weighs on her. And you just want to detach to just get away and just have a mental break. Like, all right, let me just step back for a minute and like relax. I know everybody wants me to be out there and, you know, be smiling and everything, but everything's not cool. Like everything, everything's not smiles and things like all the time. Real life is happening, you know, and for her right now, for, the best thing for her is I'm not going to do more, no more competitions. I'm done. You know, she cheered her team on. Team USA won some individual goals. Still, after, even after all that, their, their team is very strong. So, of course, you want her there to complete the team. But the USTA team is still strong, and they stand behind her. And she was there hugging her teammates when they won their medals and stuff like that. So it's not all, like, people be like, oh, she's all for herself. It's not nothing about that. I think Samara Biles is a good, good teammate. The, her teammates love her. She loves the teammates, and that's all, that's all that should matter in that regard. As far as everybody else, we just got to wait and see. If she comes back to other competitions... That's fine. If she was, I mean, she could retire, right? She could say, I'm done right now. She's still the GOAT. She has nothing else to prove, really. <laughs> nothing else to prove. She's just stacking medals on top of medals. But people want to, yeah. No, there's no doubt. That's, that's done. You, 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 you see the marks she had on her, on, her, on, her, on her uniform, the GOAT. You're like, that's real. <laughs> she didn't have to say it. She's showing you. And her talent shows you that. We just hope that she gets back the spirit, that, that fire again to come back. But if she doesn't, listen, we understand. Take your time. When you're ready, come back. And we'll, we'll be happy to have you. <laughs> We're happy, we'll be happy to see you do what you do best that virtually no one else can do. <laughs> let's, let's be serious. There ain't nobody else doing that. Come on. They don't name, they don't name flips and everything after this woman. Come on now. She etched in so on. But, uh, whew. 
Like I always say, this is not easy to do, hosting stuff like that. I'm the shooting guard. Joe's the point guard. So hopefully the point guard will be back next week. I, I won't be here next week, but in a couple of weeks, the trio should be back. I hope. <laughs> I hope. I'd like to thank y'all for watching. Please check us out. Please check, check me out. I'm, let, me, let me talk about myself first. Check me, check me, check me out on the blog. Me and Brother Q are back. We do a, we do one, I do one post every day. I don't want to flood y'all timelines with all that stuff every two, three, all that stuff. One post a day, maybe two. Check it out, LBR's blog on Facebook. Also, if you have any questions or anything like that, check out um, the GSN page as well at GSN at giftedsounds.com. You can tell Brother Lance, you know, shoot us some stuff and we'll, you know, get right on that. Besides that, Sister Cheyenne, I thank you for coming back. It was good to see you again. To, to my people, I'm back. I, I was here, baby. I was here for y'all. I might have messed up a few times, but that's okay. I'm always trying to improve, trying to get better. You know? So with that, I say have a good day, and we out. Peace. This has been a Gifted Sounds podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. For more podcasts, please visit giftedsounds.com.